and it's all said and done though, do you see the Knicks able to extend their streak past tonight? No. <laughs> no. What's going on? This is JLS from the Nick of Time Show, giving you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And you know the vibes already because the Knicks take down the Celtics for their second nine game winning streak in a row. In double overtime, we beat the Celtics in Bean Town. All right, what's the score again? 131 to 129? Yes, 131 to 1. 29 and win bond you have no idea what you talking about listen man you cannot spell celtics without l so hold that l boston celtics all right <laughs> rj barrett gives you 29 points and 11 rebounds julius randall gives you a very quiet 31 points nine rebounds and four assists Mitchell Robinson with another double-double. Yes, the best center in New York City. Gives you 13 points and 14 rebounds. Josh Hart chips in with 10 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists. And him, Emmanuel, Emmanuel quickly comes out here and gives you a career-high 38 points bust those shots for emmanuel quickly there was no jalen brunson today there was no robert williams today there was no malcolm Brogdon today and because of those reasons everybody in espn everybody in the world probably counted the knicks out but if you've been watching these knicks and you've been watching the development of emmanuel quickly you knew better than to count our boys out because emmanuel quickly put this team on his back, made clutch basket after clutch basket, ran the offense, played phenomenal defense, and slayed the dragon, which is the Boston Celtics. And we are going to talk about it all. Don't sleep on us. Don't sleep on us, Knicks Nation. Don't sleep on us, anybody. The Celtics, they don't want to see us in the playoffs. They don't. All they smack they taking, we did not have our best player. And y'all got taken down by the New York Knicks. You don't want to see us, man. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it all. We will. But before we talk about it all, shout out to FUBU TV. All right? If you don't want to watch the Knicks for free for seven days on MSG, all you got to do is go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT. You can watch these Knicks whoop on other teams like the Celtics and the Lakers or what other team you want to watch get whooped on. You can watch other cable channels and you could cancel that whenever you want if you decide to opt in. And if you decide to opt in, you help us out and you help yourselves out. But there's no subscription, so you can cancel whenever you want. But let's get back to this game. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We two subscribers away from 8,000. All right. Let's get to it. First and foremost, you have with us the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building and people in the chat. I remember last game, there was some of y'all in the chat who were iffy about the Knicks going up against the Celtics in the playoffs. After this game tonight, are y'all still iffy? And one more thing. Hmm. CBS Sports. Mm. You're, you're lucky this is a family show. Mm. Because if this wasn't a family show, I'd have some choice words, choice words to say about your grading of draft prospects. But since this is a family show, all I'm going to say is CB, CBS Sports. How y'all feel about that D-plus grade now and Emmanuel quickly, the 25th pick in the first round? How do you feel about that D-plus grade now? Yeah. You know, how do you feel? How do you feel? All, all great points. All great points. And this, 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 I said, I, I, I'm i not scared. Listen, the Celtics, we have a shot. We have a shot. The Celtics, they don't want to see us. Lee, first. Hold on, let me introduce them Latin assassin. 
All right, Mr. ESPN contributor, SNY contributor, Deadspin contributor, my guy, the Latin assassin, Lee Escobedo. What you got to say, Lee? Uh, <clears throat> you forgot something in front of your own name, my brother, SNY contributor, Jay Ellis. Let's not forget. Oh, that's right. Now, I know a lot of people in this chat watching the show are longtime listeners. John Novish shot that this show started in Jay Ellis's garage, him and Ryan G. That's in Sean's garage. Shout out to Edson Sean. This is why I shouted him out. <laughs> and you know where he is now? Not only SNY TV. My man's is outside. Jay Ellis, baby. SNY contributor. Talking to our man, Dexter Henry. Coming a long way, man. My, my man put this show on his back. Him and Ryan G have been here long before I, I've been a part of his show. Holding down the fort. Created this from nothing. Turning into something. And now he's really able to represent getting his long overdue dues and opportunity to speak to knit fans at large across the world. And you got to check this video. You know, you know how many views my last video got? 400 on SNY TV. 400 people. You know how many Jay Ellis's video people have watched that in the last eight hours? Almost 6,000 people. You know what that means? This has been long overdue for my man Jay Ellis to be on the same platform as the other content creators speaking their piece. This is long overdue, and ain't the fir- ain't, it's the first time, but it ain't the last time. And Ryan, <laughs> you're next, my friend. Ryan's up pay- next, pay- boy. Right? It's, yo, salute. Yo, get you. Listen, man, get you some peoples who root you on, like they, they themselves, man. This is why I I really fight hard for everybody in this panel, and even the Fritzes and the writers. Like I really. I try to big them up as much as humanly possible because they they go hard. And if I can help it, everybody's going to get their shine and everybody's going to get their just due uh, at some point during during this KOT run. But let's get back to the game. I, 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 I thank you for that. Give that yourself some gunshots, intro. bro. Give yourself some gunshots. Let's go. <laughs> Shout out to Dexter, man. Super cool dude. One of the coolest dudes out there. Coolest dudes out there. But let's get back to the show, all right? Emmanuel, quickly. You know what's funny? Before this season, right, there was rumors that the Knicks were interested in Jalen Brunson. And when the Knicks were interested in Jalen Brunson, I didn't want him at the time. You know, you, <laughs> let's listen. <laughs> you, you got the Frank Lilikina. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but let me get to the point. At the time, I did not want Jalen Brunson in an in the uniform. All right, bruh, bruh for me, right? But it's not necessarily because I thought Jalen Brunson was a bad player. I thought he was a great player. For Dallas, but I've seen Emmanuel quickly get overlooked for for a couple of years here, and I wanted a clear runway for Emmanuel quickly to succeed because I foresee something like this happening for Emmanuel quickly because this guy's confidence in himself is unmatched. When you have a guy who has supreme confidence in himself is a gym rat and on top of that is addictive to watching film to me that's almost a guaranteed win for a guy of emmanuel quickly's talent and i'm glad he got to show it today and what you saw today was the years of preparation and opportunity meeting at the exact same time he really turned out today made a lot of clutch baskets hit the three penetrated mid-range game was going and not only that when it came to the defense my guys my gosh my godson iq his defense today himself was phenomenal he was mismatched on bigger players and got stops. He caused steals. He got easy baskets. The defense he played today was out of this world. And it's a like it, it's just his size the only reason why he might not get like a defensive player of the year type of nod. But he's just that 
good. And thank God that we were able to give him the ball in overtime and Tibbs and, and Julius Randle recognized that after playing 50 plus minutes, he was still running around like he only played two minutes in a game. His stamina is crazy. And he carried his team on his back, helped us bring us the victory. And he and to me, he's the MVP of the game for me, Emmanuel quickly. So yeah, game ball without a doubt. Him, Emmanuel quickly, 38 points, eight rebounds. Two blocks from your guard, seven assists, four steals, 54% from the field, and 42% from three. That's it. I, I said everything. I don't know if you have anything to say. Um, I'm just going to pop in and say this. So it's funny because clearly Knicks Nation knew what Emmanuel quickly is about. You know, the nation as a whole didn't know about Emmanuel quickly. After the game he had tonight, Las Vegas automatically made him the favorite for the sixth man of the year award. Mail in the award. That's how, much, that's how much my man showed out tonight. And I'm not gonna front jailers. Unlike you, I was iffy on Emmanuel, I was iffy on Emmanuel quickly. You know, to me, early in his career, he showed flashes, but the bad decision making and the bad shot selection made me a bit iffy on him. And I wasn't fully sold on Emmanuel quickly. But this season, he's completely turned it around. I'm sold on Emmanuel quickly. Like I said the other day, I'm on the IQ Hive. I've, I've, I've officially become a member of the IQ Hive. And I'm just glad that he was able to show out on the national stage and have people see around the nation how good he really is. And that's the most and that's the one thing I'm most proud about tonight with Emmanuel quickly. But yeah, he basically showed tonight that even though our best player was out, that he's capable yes. of taking the reins and leading this team to victory over a tough Boston Celtics team tonight. And he did everything. And I, and I should have known that this was should and I should have known from the beginning that this was going to be the Emmanuel quickly game because the the way my man just came out and set the tone with that deep three yeah. to start the game and nailed it. I should have already knew right then and there, like yeah, this is going to be Emmanuel quickly yeah. game. Yeah. My man set the tone from early. Yeah, this is the vibes. He did, he did everything tonight. Orchestrated the offense, created offense for other players, created his own shot, defense. Full package tonight. You have to give it quickly his props. What a great game. And now he's on the map. Six man of the year. Very well said. I, I want to give someone props that I don't think anyone on the show has ever given props to. And that's World Wide West. He's Shut been up a World Wide West. He's been a bruh pick a few times. But I remember that famous quote in the draft room. Coach needs shooting. Go get him a shooter. He was the one that helped influence the pick of Emmanuel quickly uh, in 2020 to make sure that he that we got him with that second number one pick that we had, a, a key pick because we traded away the heart and soul of that team and Marcus Morris to the Clippers sure. for the pick that turned into him. I mean, Leon Rose did a little magic trade back, did uh, an extra second, I think, in that trade uh, with the Clippers. So, hey, man, more, more power at Will Rye West. He saw the talent. You know, obviously, he's got connections to Kentucky. Had that inside track with uh, oh fuck, what was the coach's name? I forgot his name. Our assistant coach from Kentucky. Oh, Kenny Payne. Kenny, Kenny Payne. Payne. Yeah, longtime friend of Calipari. Uh, you know, basically the Kentucky Knicks. So he saw what IQ to bring him a team. We got him, and he's been every year. He's leveled up a little bit more. Last year, he really showed what he could do on the defensive side. This year, he's showing it was his full bag of three level scoring on the offensive side. And he kind of reminds me of where Brunson was last year. Brunson was coming off the bench. Yeah, he was playing off ball to Luca. But those who know ball were watching the Mavs and saying Brunson Brunson could be that guy, a lead guard for a team. IQ's the same way. Yeah. At some point, I think Tibbs is going to have to start the man. Grimes will sit, IQ will start, or they didn't shuffle the lineup some way, somehow. I, I know that he, he doesn't seem like someone who cares about that. I think his talent is too deep and too rich to have him on the bench at some point. Not this season. It can be something they decide next season. But that man is unbelievable. I think he has all-star potential. 
in maybe a year or two. He didn't get there. He can easily average 20 if he was starting. An efficient 20. Yeah, yes. His, his ability, to, when he hits a three, and we said this on the show before, nobody changes the, the tone and pace of a game like quickly when he, he hits a three. Yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's actually a four-point play because the momentum just shifts like a tidal wave when yeah. he knocks down the three. Yeah. yeah, the team just feeds off his energy, hits the three, he starts doing his three-point dance and spinning down the block, and then all of a sudden, he gets into another game, he's getting other people involved, he just feeds off the energy. One of the reasons why um, I was nervous at first when we were going into double overtime, but then I was kind of calmed down, because I was looking at Emmanuel Quickly's demeanor. And his demeanor made me feel like everything was okay. Because, like, if you get into the overtime, he's looking at uh, Julius Randle, smiling, dabbing him up. Like, yeah, we got him. Let's go. Let's go. And, and those are the intangibles of a man quickly I love. It's not only the directing on offense and defense, but since Summer League, Two years ago, those who followed KOT for a long time, we used to do summer league games. I told you years ago, I saw a leader in Emmanuel quickly. And the way he interacts with his team, points, gives directions on the offense and the defense, and kind of picks everybody's spirits up. Those are all big leadership qualities. And one, the one thing that I really love that happened with this game is a blessing in disguise. Jalen Brunson being out to me today is the biggest blessing in disguise because of the playoffs. I've said leading up to this point, I was worried. I'm a little bit worried about what happens when Jalen Brunson is doubled. Julius Randle gets the ball at the end of game situations and he's forced to make a play because sometimes he can make a play quickly and sometimes he has it where he's not aware of the double teams that he makes horrible plays, right? It happens sometimes. I love Julius Randle. I'm team Julius Randle, uh, MVP candidate. He's hit clutch free throws. Good game today by Julius Randle, even though he has seven turnovers, but I'm being real. This is a flaw of his in his game, Right? A flow is in his game. So for me, I would love to have another ball handler outside of Jalen Brunson, who we trust, make decisions and end the game situations. Now, in the first couple of overtimes, you know, we just re we, we just deferred to Julius Randle iso ball, but we got the game. We took it home um, going through Emmanuel quickly. And why I think Jalen Brunson being injured today is a blessing in disguise is because I think this is a game that gives Emmanuel quickly more respect in end-of-game situations with the coach, with Julius Randle, with the team, with RJ, and possibly even Brunson. Because I think for us to go be successful in the post-game, if Jalen Brunson is double, IQ has to be on the floor. And he has to have the opportunity to make a play as well and not just Julius Randle and, and the game situations. All right. Salute to the chat, man. We're two games away, two subscribers away from 8,000. So if you like the show, please hit the like and subscribe button. Shout out to everybody in chat. Shout out to Nick Yak, Fritz Alessandor, B. Willis, uh, S. Parker. Shout out to, uh, to, to Jason M., Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show, man. Gamer channel, everybody. If you like the channel, hit that like button, subscribe button. We're here after every game talking Knicks basketball and talking about possibly the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know, man. I yep. don't know, man. I don't know. I'm jumping out the window. I'm the Empire State Building with Lee right now. The Celtics, I'm not afraid of them. The Cavs, I'm not afraid of them. Honestly, I, I'm I'm not convinced with the 76ers. Actually, I actually told you before, I feel more confident in beating the Celtics in the 76ers. But I think we have a shot. Depending on matchups, I think we I think we have a shot to even get out of the second round. Yep. I'm not even joking. Yep. And I'm usually conservative in my takes, but listen, we're on our way to a Lee 50 burger type of season. We're on our way. You heard it here first. 
We're on our way to a lead 50 burger type of season. And once you're a team who gets that 50 burger range, you, you got to take those things seriously. A team who can get you 50 in a season is definitely capable of an Eastern Conference berth. Like, I, I don't see how, why, I don't see why not. 10 game winning streak. I don't see why not. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if anybody else, what are your thoughts on this game, gentlemen? I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts to have in this game. There's a lot, there's other things to talk about. I, I was personally worried about um, Williams being out and Al Horford starting, to be honest with you. Because truth be told, Horford, the Horford lineup has a better plus minus than the Robert Williams lineup. And you've seen it today, Robert... Uh, Al Horford has the ability to stretch the floor and hit threes in clutch situations. He, I feel like he, he only missed like one today, and that was the one that like the <laughs> the end of the second overtime. <laughs> but uh, what did you guys think of the Knicks uh, Celtics matchup and Al Horford or whatever else thoughts you had? Yeah. So my thoughts about the game. There were, there were, of course, like several parts of the game that kind of, you know, had me kind of worried. You know, with Al, with Al Horford starting, that did have me kind of worried. And you definitely saw, especially within the first half and parts in the second half, where with Al Horford on the court, the Celtics are basically five out. They have five shooters on the court. And with Mitch, you know, more concentrated on defending the paint, oftentimes when the Celtics swung the ball around the perimeter, because, you know, the Knicks often, you know, double Tatum to get the ball out of his hands, et cetera, you know, because Tatum was killing the Knicks early in the game. Once the Knicks did that and then Mitch was more towards the paint and the Celtics swung the ball around the perimeter, that often led to open Celtics threes, mm -hmm. you know, throughout the first half and some parts of the second half as well. And I did like the adjustment that the Knicks made later in the game because they kind of took Mitch out the paint and made Mitch concentrate more on guarding Horford on the three-point line. And I think that made a huge difference in the rotations, you know, with guarding the three when the Celtics did swing the ball around. So I think that was a good adjustment that they've made late in, late in the game. And I didn't like the sequence going into halftime as well when the Knicks kind of slacked off a bit and allowed the Celtics to go on that 11-0 run. Yeah. Halftime, you know, because I think I think Julius Randle had an offensive foul, then the Celtics scored off of that. Then if I remember, then if I remember correctly, um. Knicks missed on the next possession, and then Derek White was going for a dunk, and then Julius Randle fouled him, which I don't know why he fouled him, because he wasn't going to be on time to even contest that dunk anyway and gave that man a free and, free, um, and one. And then, on, and, then, and then coming down the court on the next possession, quickly throws up a quick three, and I'm like, why are you throwing up that three? Like, come on, let's, let's set the offense and get a better shot. And then, that, and then it just pretty much spiraled, but it was good to see that the Knicks – got themselves back together in that second half, you know, when I think they led by 11 at one point and pushed it back up to seven, like right before the, like maybe with the like one minute left in the game and then the Celtics came back and tied it. And then, you know, Julius Randle as well, you know, Julius Randle had a good game tonight, but again, the, the, the late double teams, like he's, sometimes he reads them well and other times he don't. Tonight he did not read them well. The Celtics, and it was in the previous game as well. That's why I don't know why Julius Randle was not more aware of it. Because in the yeah. previous game, the Celtics, the Celtics did the same thing. Yes, when wake he up. Up, he posted up, and he turned his back. The Celtics always bought that late double team and try to get the ball out of his hands, you know, and try to distract them. And I don't know why he didn't, but he did make a little adjustment, like towards the end of the fourth quarter, because he did face up and instead and shot the three, which went in instead of trying to post up his man. So. You have to give Julius Randle a bit of credit for that. And in overtime, he left the ball more in Quickly's hands to run the offense as opposed to him, you know, trying to, you know, go isolation and try to get a basket. So, yeah, but besides that, like, those are my overall thoughts about the game. You know, some parts I didn't like, but I'm just glad that the Knicks, you know, got it together and they, they were able to pull out the win. This summer, when I saw us acquire Jalen Brunson, First, when I saw Leon Rose clear of a chat space, so he wouldn't have given up anything to sign trade for Jalen Brunson. And then we finally upgrade over Nerlens Noel and got Isaiah Hartenstein, who I liked with the Clippers, liked him in preseason when we were talking about him. And we had another year from our young core. I looked at that roster 
and saw what Tibbs is capable of doing with less talent in Chicago. And that's when I said, this team should be able to win 50 games. I called the 50 better. Once December and uh, November came around and we weren't living up to those expectations, I started calling for Tibbs' head. So I felt like he wasn't utilizing it to the full potential of this roster. Well, guess what? Now he is. And now we're on our way for a 50 burger, which is why I've put the fire tip sign way back in my closet, hoping to <laughs> never bring it out again. I'm ready to burn it this summer because my man's coaching a hell of a game consistently, back to back, best games, maybe in my entire fandom. This ain't no 2008, you know, David Lee tip in game. These are, these are games that matter and are building momentum toward a playoff run. These, these are significant. They have meaning both now and for the future and building momentum. I really believe that this game gave us a type of confidence. If we match Boston in the playoffs, we can now in our heads realistically say we are 3-1 against them. And we saw them fully healthy. We know how to steam. We know what to expect. We know who they go to in late-game situations. We know who we have to worry about, Brown, Horford, and who we don't, Tatum. Right right now, I think we we are set to beat anyone in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs with the exception of Milwaukee Bucks. They're the only team I'm scared of. And they're probably them and Phoenix are the only teams I'm scared of, period. Right. Overall. I'm not scared of any other West Conference team in the finals but the Phoenix Suns because of that man, Kevin Durant. I And Devin Booker in a, in a secondary role. Yeah. I'm not scared of anybody else. So yeah. this team, to me, I saw that's why I saw a Pitty Burger because I knew as a Mavs hater what Jalen Brunson could bring to this team, filling a 20-year void. All of our players on this team are not there. They lack self-initiation. They need someone to get them the ball and find them in the best spots possible. And now they have that. And now they're being fully unlocked. And Tibbs is coaching his ass off. He is the best coach going to the playoffs after Spo. And he's got a better team in Spo. Yeah. So the playoffs are going to be the great determinator on how far we can go, where we are set up for the future, what kind of depth we have, and what kind of adjustments we can make depending on the teams we're playing in a seven-game series. But I have full confidence that we're going to beat anyone that we face. Yeah, now, I agree, man. I, I, I'm I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm sold. I'm definitely sold. Listen, we didn't do we didn't play perfect today. The funny part is we missed some open shots. We missed Jalen Brunson. But there's some things that we did today that we still have to clean up. The offensive rebound was really bad. To, to me, they had six offensive rebounds in the first quarter. They out, um, we won despite losing the, the offensive rebounding battle. And that's not like us. That's not our identity. It's not the Celtics' identity to be a team that offensive rebounds at the rate they were. But we did not get to those um, those loose balls, those long rebounds at all. Um, and I felt like RJ and some other guys had problems boxing out as well. Derek White was killing RJ on the boards all night True. long. And I love RJ had a good game. Good game. Defensively, offensively, RJ had a, a pretty decent game. But the offensive rebounds almost kind of negated all the good stuff that he was happen, having and putting him in the game and keeping him in the game. So we have to clean that type of stuff up for sure. The decision-making has to be cleaned up as well. Julius Randle goes in and out of being an extravagant, very uh, self-aware bullet passer, giving people the ball in the pockets, in their shooting pockets. And then he goes on to like going into tunnel vision getting back to his to his 2013 spin moves that wasn't working and turning the ball over the no handle randall days have been gone for a very long time but it's reared as ugly head today uh so we have to clean that stuff up but all in all i still love what we did for this team but i that's the stuff that i feel like we have to clean up and um the three-point shooting as well josh hart you gotta shoot the ball my guy josh you came in this team gunning from three for like three quarters you were open and you 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 pulled the you pulled the green grimes you would head fake go to the hole all of a sudden it's a turnover and it's, and the, the the celtics are push uh forcing turnovers and they're getting into the fast break you have to shoot the three ball when you're open uh he hit a, a big one though when the game was on the line from three and i need him to keep that same energy but you gotta you gotta go for those open three but Josh Hart, still phenomenal game. 
does what he does, makes the right plays at the right times, intense hustle plays, spirit of John Stark still pumping through Josh Hart's veins, finishes with 10 points on the night. Uh, did you guys have anything I'd say about RJ Barrett's game? Because um, I was happy the way he started. And you know what? I still feel at this point that Emmanuel Quickly is officially the third best player on his team. Not like not, it, it just is what it is. But knowing that, what did you think about RJ Barrett's game today? I do agree that he's a third best player on the team. I thought he had a fantastic first half. Love the way that he was attacking. Second half, man, it's just like, I just said, I've lowered my expectations. I, I don't, I, we can debate this in the chat and debate this on Twitter. You know, whoever disagrees with me, I'm fine with it. I don't think he has star potential in him. But he's also a second youngest player on his team at 22. He's a kid. He still finds his way in the league. And just because I don't think he was going to turn into a Jalen Brown doesn't mean he can't be a supersized Jalen Rose. I don't use that comparison as a not. Jalen Rose was a very good basketball player on the Indiana Pacers when he was a third option. He's solid. Right. As a lefty who can score on all three levels, who did you grind it out defense? That's RJ. If RJ can just be efficient at 20 points per game and not inefficient shooting 34% from three or 41% from the field. I would rather him to score in a more efficient 14 points and an inefficient 20 and play good defense. But I, I, I don't think that the reaction to a good or bad RJ game has to be the full pendulum shift. Right. I, I'm not on, I'm not for booting him off the team. I'm not for benching him. I'm not for getting rid of his bum ass. I just I don't believe he's a bum. If a superstar trade comes, go for it. If we didn't get a really good fleece for a Jeremiah Grant, go for it. But trading for Pitts, nah. I'd rather keep a homegrown talent. I'd rather develop. I'd rather put trust in him. Because Tibbs, for all his faults, is an underrated developer. And he's gotten the best out of guys who have had serious issues and mental blocks in Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. Right. I think I think he can get the best out of RJ Barrett. But some guys develop at different paces. Emmanuel quickly, hot out the gate. Yep. Grimes has been up and down. Mitchell Robinson took a long time. That's a center, though. Centers usually take a long time in general. True. Deuce McBride is taking a while. But for a third pick, RJ is taking longer than we would like because of where he was drafted. And it's hard not to compare him to Zion Williamson and John Morant, who came before him. But unlike Ja, I mean, unlike Zion, he's healthy. And unlike Ja, he has no off-court distractions. Yeah. So I, I I like what he brings to the team, and I'm very thankful that now he's bookended by two superstars in Jalen Brunson and Joyce Randall. You heard that right. Those are two superstars. They are superstar players. Yeah. And we don't need RJ to be a John Moran. We just need RJ to be an efficient RJ. Yeah, and I'm just going to add, like, a few things to what Lee said. So, you know, we always – like, we've been talking lately, like, you know, along with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle's, you know, performance as of late, you know, all-star performances, you know, superstar performances this season. If RJ Barrett can just score an efficient 20 a game, along with that, the Knicks would be nearly unbeatable. You know, they would be a tough team to knock out the playoffs. Tonight, RJ Barrett shot 10 of 22 from the field, three of nine from three, 11 rebounds, 29 points like RJ, RJ if RJ Bear puts up a game like that next to Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle the Knicks are going to be a very tough out extremely tough out and RJ Barrett in the first half he was excellent like he played a really good game in the first half you know RJ, RJ Barrett's offense in the first half is part of the reason that kept the Knicks in that game so you have to give RJ Barrett credit for that I felt like he was pretty controlled you know, he was knocking in three-point shots early in the game. He was um, penetrating the paint. He wasn't forcing up shots. He was, you know, taking his time and things of that nature. So you have to give him props for that. In the second half, he kind of faded away a bit. And, you know, but overall, defensively, he was pretty good tonight. I'm glad to see that defensively he's starting to wake up a bit because towards yeah. the end of the – because before the All-Star break, you know, he was definitely, like, a huge negative for the Knicks because not only was he wasn't he performing on offense, he was performing bad on defense as well. 
Yeah. And when you have a player that's not good off, that's not performing offensively and defensively, he's slacking. That makes him not viable to keep on the court. So I'm glad to see he's picked up his defense since the All Star break, and I'm glad to see he put out he put out a good offensive output tonight. Because again, the Knicks needed his output tonight with Jalen Brunson out. Somebody needed to step up, and RJ Barrett did. So you have to give him credit for that. So yeah, the bottom line was there for most of the night. He was, but towards the end of the second half, into overtime, he was nowhere to be found offensively. Sure. Yeah, RJ. <laughs> You know what? I really, I desperately want RJ to really to get it together for us because if RJ gets it together, it solves a lot of issues. And right now for the Knicks, you see what happens when Jalen Brunson is out. IQ steps in and we we take out the best, one of the best teams in the NBA in the East in the Boston Celtics. So right now, our strength is our depth. You, you can lose your best player your offensive playmaker and still be the top team in the east your offense your strength is your depth and you know we all are thinking to the future and going man what if we have this player here right what if we take uh anthony edwards and we put him with the knicks what if we take you know whoever you know whoever you have in Jer jeremy grant or, or brandon ingram everybody we talked about right joel and b for that to happen, we're going to have to consolidate. Some players that we love might have to go on top of picks. Uh, so that's like the, the harsh reality. If RJ Barrett gets together and actually becomes a decent semi-all-star something, the way our rest of our team is playing, I'm not even sure if he even has to be elite, elite really, the way our rest of the team is playing. He Agreed. just has to... I'm not even sure if he has to do that. He just has to make competent plays for longer stretches of time, stretch the defense, hit threes, uh, and and play different defense, uh, play different defense in his threes, and we should be where we should be, and we get to keep our depth, and and we get to smack around other teams for years to come because we get to keep our picks, we get to keep our young guys, and we get to run the table with a similar team for years to come and build camaraderie. Because, listen, when I'm looking at this team, I'm still looking at Jalen Brunson going, this is Jalen Brunson's first year being the guy, and there's room for him to get better. Who knows what he can add next year? Maybe he can start hitting Dame shots next year because, you know what, he feels like I need to find another way to 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 stretch out the defense more. Who knows? I I, I just think R.J. Barrett is absolutely the the, the piece, the final piece uh, for for the for the Knicks. I was, well, him and Grimes, like the final two gems for Thanos to take over the world. So I really need R.J. Barrett to step it up. Um, decent game for him today in the offensive end when the game was on the line, a little bit sloppy, but was part of an important run at the end of the third and fourth quarter when Knicks made a push. It was RJ Barrett, Josh Hart, IQ, and the, uh, Obi Toppin, and uh, who really propelled the Knicks to like, uh, I think it was like a 19 2 run or something. So, um, there's something there. There's definitely something there. We just need to get it out of. All right. Yo, salute right. to the chat. You can call in. I don't know if you guys know, but you can call in 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241 if you want to talk Knicks basketball. If not, it's late. It's overtime. We can definitely end this one early and get ready for a possible 10-game winning streak versus the Hornets. We, I'll keep Easy. with that. Wait, JJ Ellis. What's up? I gotta warn you, man. Looking at the chat, we're not allowed to say nothing bad about RJ. <laughs> Even if it's like criticism, we can't say nothing bad about him because we because we're seen as haters. We are seen as haters. <laughs> oh my gosh, we cannot criticize RJ. Period. Uh, welcome to the KOT show. <laughs> disclaimer for first timers here at the kot show um we here at the kot show love everybody who represents the orange and blue first and foremost right secondly at the same time although we do love all our players in the orange and blue we also will criticize those exact players. Does not mean we don't love them. Does not mean we don't appreciate them and don't think they're talented NBA players. But we here, we tell the truth. 
good, bad, popular, or not popular, we tell the truth. And the yeah, truth okay, is... Call on the show and smack us then. Call on the show and smack us. <laughs> call, call on the show and smack us then. The truth... Nobody's smacking nobody. I don't really smack. This is basketball, bro. This is basketball, bro. Nobody's smacking nobody. You can call no, in... Because we're giving RJ credit, and this guy's in the chat like, oh, we can't, you can't criticize RJ and this, that, blah, blah, blah. You're a bunch of haters. Shut up. Fred, <laughs> Fred, why are you even talking about slapping, man? Like, this is a this is a podcast about basketball. I mean, I'm not, not nobody, nobody's bro. fighting nobody over basketball. Come on, man. man. <laughs> it's about basketball. This we is, talk about basketball. This bro. is fun. Nobody's smacking nobody. Like, let's get real. Let's get real. <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's like you kind of have an honest assessment of, of a player. And then people, and then if you have an honest assessment of a player, all of a sudden you're a hater. And it's like, no, we gave RJ, we gave RJ Barrett credit for a good game tonight. But let's keep it real. He did fade in the second half, but he was still good defensively. What is bad about that? What is hating about that? Tell me. You can't, I don't expect everybody to get it all the time. That's all I have. To say. I don't expect everybody to get it. If you get it, you get it. You don't, you don't. Salute to JT Reddick who sends a 999 super chat. Says IQ. Six man of the year. Salute J on the SNY debut. Salute KOT nine in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my guy JT Reddick. <laughs> but here it is, man. Listen. If you want to talk Knicks, you have something to say. Phone number's right there. You can call in 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. I will say, if you do call in and you have something to say, criticism is absolutely allowed. However, keep it respectful because you will get banged on if you're disrespectful on the show. I'm just letting you know. And you talk about smacking or any of that, Fritz, click it on. I'm just letting you know right now. But... If you say, I don't agree with you, that opinion was dumb. In a respectful way, we'll hear you out. 319-527-6241. Yo, the <laughs> chat is wild, and y'all. I there's there's two I had to point out. Neil Prospect said, keep Tred's wife's name out your damn mouth. <laughs> what? What is happening? <laughs> UCD3AD said, talking about slapping your enemies like this is 1800s London. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm deceased oh man yo i seen uh, yo i seen a good point from stanley man can we can we give it up to the knicks for for withstanding the floppage coming yeah. from marcus smart the entire game can we do that, please? Because Marcus Smart really tried to flop their way to victory. He almost got... He, he was calling for reviews and trying to get uh, Julius Randle flagrant fouls. I don't know, man. I don't know. Y'all just want to talk about smacking. It's cool. You want to talk about smacking? <laughs> Red, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, I, I, like, I like getting that people in the comments section because sometimes I think they, you know... They be out of pocket sometimes, but it's like you, you coming on here talking about smacking people. Like that's why I got mad. I was like, "Yo, call on the show, then come smack us, then call on the show, and let's have a conversation and see if you really about that smacking life." Like, come on, man. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know what? And no, if nobody wants to call in, we can just get to our our bro picks and wrap up the show. We don't gotta be here all night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do have a bro pick. What's your bro pick? Craig in the chat. <laughs> Bruh. Yo. <laughs> Mic <My> drop. <laughs> oh, Ryan G, the G stands for gangster. All right. <laughs> Big Reaper. Yo, hold on. <laughs> Big Reaper, where you been, bro? It's been a minute. <laughs> Big there Reaper is the first curler up. What's going on, Big Reaper? Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's everything is good. Everything is good. Just uh, a lot of, you know, 
life changes, but all good. Been really busy, but uh, yeah, I'm just really loving how the Knicks are doing. Uh, like the defense they're playing, and uh, you know, hopefully they keep it up. You know, uh, honestly, with everything that's going on with RJ, like uh, we're winning. If we're winning, I could be patient with RJ. You know, mm-hmm. if we're winning, you can be patient because he's young. You know, but if we're losing, you know, then it makes it hard to be patient when you lose. But we're winning. Right. It's a good break, you know, and I get it. I mean, like, I, I'm i one, you know, like, I look at the data a lot and, look, the dude is shooting, like, 43% as his, like, fifth year. And, you know, I definitely criticize that as well. I've criticized that for, like, a few years now. But, you know, but you can still be patient. He's still a really young guy. So, you know, I, I can't really be too upset about you know, the way he's playing, you know? Um, and then also, as you guys all see, like, when, if we have basically, if Brunson was there today, and uh, he probably would not have closed the game, it would have been probably Brunson, IQ, uh, Hart, Mitch, and Julius. So, yeah. uh, you know, so, you know, he's not, right now, I don't think he's really, obviously, you know, there, there's things he can do better. You know, I'm not gonna say he's not he's not hurting the team, but they, you know he's not having a detrimental impact, not to the point where we're losing or anything like that. So, you know, so I, I can't really be too upset with it. But uh, I don't know, like it's, the team is really interesting. I've tried looking at like the stats a lot and do a bunch of analysis on it, but man, it's like this year. Like normally, I'm able to find a way to do a power ranking, and I can't figure it out this year. Like, nothing is really – it's hard to find something, like, helps you determine, like, a team's win percentage this year. It's like, mm. it's like everything is a little out of whack. And so uh, nothing is really – I can't find anything strong enough yet. So I don't even know, like, how far I think the Knicks can go. So I don't know. So it's, it's really a, interesting. But yes, yeah, an enigma this year. winning, you know. So, you know, that's pretty much what I got. Okay. All right. Yeah, salute, salute to Reed, but yeah, I, I, yeah, if you're just looking at stats, like I say, we're a number four offensive team. The, the, the Boston Celtics are number three in offensive rating. We're number four. And we're number four with still kind of not having a high field goal shooting percentage. Although, if you do look at our three-point percentage, it's shot up. At one point, we were topping off at 27th in the league in three-point percentage if you look now we went from 27th to 12th which is pretty significant and iq shooting pretty much 39 percent from three ever since we've been from like that nine grand rotation on top of josh hart coming here and shooting like around the 50 percentile from three is helping the offensive rating um, kind of move up and even now like even the defensive rating is starting to climb back up again with Mitchell Robinson be here we were top 10 when Mitch was here but when with him out we're 15 16 17 but this this team um and the rest of the NBA is, is kind of a little bit unpredictable what's going to happen because there's a lot of good teams who are top 10 in those type of metrics so it can go either way but looking at the way our team is playing and when we're peaking I think we we have a shot based on what I've seen from Brunson, from IQ, from Randall. I think we can disrupt a lot of teams and surprise some people for for real. Um, and it's taken me a while to get to this point, but I wouldn't. I would anything. Nothing would surprise me. Only thing that really would surprise me is beating the Bucks. That would be, <laughs> yeah. But salute to the chat once again. We got a super chat from Alexander who sends a four twenty super chat. Because I already know what like Alexander Alexander smokes stuff. If you haven't watched the KOT show faithfully, every time Alexander sends a super chat, it's 420. Let's read between the lines. All right. <laughs> it says, hold on, wait. He's <laughs> no now only true facts over here 100. That's what it says from Alexander. Uh, so shout out to you for the super chat. Also. Another 499 super chat from Keith Watkins, who says there's only one chance in the playoffs is to get all the pedigree of a superstar calls. If not four two Knicks, we outside with the burger. I I agree. Yeah. 
I agree. Matching up with the Sixers, I'm definitely afraid of the the MB friendly whistle. Um, if we stay away from the friendly whistles that they can get for Tatum and Brown, we can start to we can beat these teams and overtake these teams in the playoffs. But Randall gets whistles sometimes too, and show us Brunson. Brunson is pretty savvy at getting whistles, so we can fight back for sure. But we need to have the whistles be on our side during the playoffs to make some noise. Shout out to Knicks fans Brazil. Knicks, shout out to Knicks fans Brazil had an interesting guest on their channel. They had Deuce McBride's girlfriend on the in oh, the channel and he speaks in portuguese so the whole interview is in portuguese and he he kind of like translated shout out to nick's fans brazil all right <laughs> and shout out to ron who was in the chat early i saw him a little bit earlier shout out to you all right but yo if you, if you guys don't have anything else to say we can wrap up the show do you have any bro picks and for guys you don't know what a bro pick is bro picks are usually the worst plays of the evening that happened on the basketball court it doesn't even have to be this game it could be other games as well it shoot it doesn't have it doesn't have to be basketball related it could be something dumb that just happened today oh we have oh we have a call in picks for timmy hold that hold that thought i'm sorry guys picks for timmy next call up what do you have to say picks yo what's good jay ellis man ryan g man what's what up Escobedo. what's good man what up i got one thing to say we outside. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We got lucky tribes in the building. We out here eating good, yo. Yeah, I man. I keep progressing, man. Let the world to get rebounds, yeah, man. man. Yo, are we about to go on a 10-game winning streak? We about to go on that 10-game winning streak, got a post, man. <laughs> we, we, we really out here right now, son. Son, man. Yo. Jay Ellis, man, yo, I, I've been, I, I haven't been watching the, the Nick Time show for the whole entire time, yo, but I've been here for a little minute, bro. Yeah. And I've seen you come up today on SNY, man, as a contributor, man. Yo, that was a proud moment, yo, for the KLT community, bro. Like, yo, salute, yo. We out here winning all around in this nation, man. It's a good feeling right now, bro. I just wanted to call out, yo. Salute a couple of people in KLT family, yo. Ryan G, man, I, I know you outside right now, yo, but just uh, Craig trying to stay inside right now, so you don't got to show him the G and Ryan. <laughs> it's, it's all good, baby. Yo, Alexander, we outside, yo. KT, what's good, bro? We outside, yo. Tell us, Alejandro, we outside. Stan Nowak, we outside. <laughs> yo, yo, Jayla, you gotta, you gotta hit the sound check for, for Young Symbol. It's Young Symbol, fam. Yo, yo, you yo Young Symbol in the chat. He's here in spirit, though. Shout out to Freak, Young Simba. We outside. <laughs> we outside hey, yo, chat, man. To all the Knicks Nation, man. Let's enjoy this 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 time, fam. It's been a while, yo. And it don't matter how far we go, man. It's the potential of the team, man. It's sometimes it's just good just to have growth, to see growth on the floor, yo. To see what a plan looks like when it comes together, yo. Yo, let's enjoy this, family. There's nothing that can ruin this, yo. Enjoy it, yo. Salute Knicks Nation, yo. Salute KLT Show. Salute KLT fans. We outside. We outside, man. Definitely outside. Shout out to my guy, Picks for Timmy. He's been here for a very long time. Yeah, I I, kind of feel like the SNY thing was like a win for like the the followers, man. Like, I'm not even going to hold you. I feel like the followers, I feel like you guys really enjoyed uh, seeing us kind of get represented by other platforms, notable platforms in this space. So salute to you guys. Y'all make it worthwhile. Ryan G, you, you, you coming up, sir. You coming, you're going to yep. get yours too, Ryan G. All right. All right. Sorry, yeah. So salute, salute, salute. Uh, bro picks, like I said before, if you don't know what bro picks are, they're usually the worst plays of the week or worst plays of the day, worst plays of the week. Something stupid that happened doesn't even have to be basketball related. Guys, do you have any bro picks for the day that we can close out the the, the post game with? Yeah, man, I got one for my fellow media uh, members of the media. Uh, sometimes I'm really embarrassed to call myself a journalist and to call myself someone who's like in the media because I these folks are clowns out here, man. Like Michael Wilbon, he's a legend in Chicago, right? Writing newspapers, TV appearances, and he's just sitting there. Like, the Knicks are on a nine game winning streak. And he has the audacity on ESPN to and, and do like a, a a memified like no just for like clicks and LOL nits, man. That's disgraceful. And the whole panel is just like LOL in along with him. Like, don't y'all have any self-respect? 
you know, like uh, y'all might ban me from coming to the party. I might never do that invite for no any more media passes. And I don't even give a damn no more, bro. This is like straight embarrassing. It really is. That's why I call myself a YouTube podcaster now more than I even do a writer. Because this is embarrassing. There's more integrity and honesty and transparency on this podcast than there, there is on any of those ESPN sets. All they do is just set up Knicks as a punching bag. We're on a nine-game win streak. Yeah. We are the winningest. We have the youngest core with a winning roster. We have two superstars in Brunson and Randall. There's nothing LOL about this team. Dolan no. has teeth his mouth shut. He hangs out in his in his penthouse apartment, bro. He's not has nothing to do with this team. Matt's Kellerman always talking about Dolan. Dolan ain't doing nothing. Dolan has nothing to do with this team except he owns it. He doesn't interfere. Leon Rose runs his team and he runs it very well, I might say. He's executive of the year in case you haven't paid attention. He should win that award. Tibbs is coaching his ass off. Randall's balling. Brunson's balling. IT's balling. Mitch is balling. They have a young core. What's with the jokes? Ha- yeah. Have some decency. Have some self-respect. Cover the Knicks like you cover everybody else. I'm done, bro. Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. I think he probably at least said it, like, everything that we wanted to say. That was the deadpan smirkish no was like a little insulting. I was like, really? Uh, I, I understand certain... There's things when watching certain shows on ESPN that I understand, I understand that certain thing is a game and certain thing is theater sometimes, you know, like I understand like the, the Stephen A stuff sometimes it's theater. Like I get it. It's, it's putting it on the show. The, the, this though was just like, I don't know. It just irritated me. It just irritated me that we're riding high here and it was like a deadpan smirk face. No, which makes this win this much sweeter because I knew what IQ could do. I knew what he was doing when Jalen Brunson went down the first time. When Jalen Brunson went down the first time, IQ was going ham. IQ was going ham. So for those of you guys who forgot, obviously he wasn't watching when Jalen Brunson was down. Like the Knicks were still stabilized. When Jalen Brunson was down. So, hey, listen, you look dumb for saying that on national TV. And you know what? I'm glad you said it. I'm actually glad you said it because now you got egg on your face. IQ gets elevated even more because of it. And at this point, like Ryan G said, it's just, it's just, just mail him in six months, six man of the year war right now. Let's just get this over with because he earned it on national TV after when Bond said what he said. So Bruh. double down on and, a bro piece. You know what's the most toxic part about it is that I have it's not necessarily with the ESPN narrative. It's how it affects people that enjoy basketball, that like watching basketball, but don't watch the Knicks. They get their information from ESPN, so it propagates this image that we're still a laughing stock show. I have friends in group chats that I'm, I'm like, all right, baby, eight in a row. And they're like, oh, j- just w- enjoy it now. Wait till Dolan destroys it all from the inside. I'm like, y'all haven't watched this damn team? But is it, are the Knicks a team that you choose not to watch because you just follow the narratives that are spoon-fed to you by ESPN? Yeah. We must be beside big joke. We're not a joke, bro. We're the top three team in the East. Enough. It- it's funny during the Utah Donovan Mitchell thing. I, I remember even interacting with fans there. I'm like, yo, IQ is nice. Like, we get Donovan Mitchell, y'all will be happy with IQ. He's a really good player. And they're just like, IQ is nothing. Da, 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 da. And then and then you you'll see like their writers even go, Well, well, J- Dolan is gonna blow up that team when they're not yep. good this year. And I'm just sitting here like, yo, Dolan is not even like overly involved like he used to be. Y'all going with the same old as espn takes from three years ago like updates your 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 ops like update your system man yeah y'all still on dos we on 5g right now like let's go my guy man but i will say this though i do want to big up the people on espn who are rational yes about the things first and foremost our girl Monica McNutt. Absolutely. Number one, when it comes to defending the Knicks on ESPN, actually speaking the truth about the Knicks on ESPN, that's number one. Number two, Kendrick Perkins. Yes. Because my man's been 
my man's been bigging up the Knicks from early this season. And he's been very rational about the Knicks as well. You have to big up Kendrick Perkins. And the mm-hmm. third one I want to pick up is J.J. Reddick. Because J.J. Yes. Reddick is really rational across the board. And then you got to big up J.J. Reddick as well. So those are the three guys I've seen on ESPN where, well, two guys and one woman on ESPN where they've been rational about the Knicks and actually speaking the truth about the Knicks and how they are playing this season. And Zach Lowe, too. Zach, I'm about to say yeah. Zach Lowe and Doris as well. They've been they've been uh, speaking truth. Zach Lowe has us possibly being the Celtics going to East. I think he said Eastern Conference as well. Yep. So, so Zach Lowe was definitely on board. So um, we're, we're definitely turning. And Zach Lowe isn't a guy who's typically been necessarily a guy who's been like a Nick guy. So for him to say that is 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 a big deal. So and he pays attention. So something is there, guys. Something is definitely there. All right, shout out to Keith Watkins who sends a 499 super chat. Says two eight game winning streaks. No, sir, two nine game winning streaks. Two nine game. <laughs> who else has done that this year? Knicks are for real. Forget what the media says. More for us to gloat about over the summer. I agree. I agree. Have we ever had a season where we had two nine game winning streaks? I don't even know. Has that even happened in the 73 season? Because I know the 73 season, we had two eight game. But two nine game, I don't even know that's happened. Hmm? Good question. Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure. I know the 73 season, we definitely had two eight game win streaks. Um, And I think one of those win streaks went up to like double digits. But yeah, I can't recall in recent memory if the Knicks have had a season where they've had like two eight game win streaks. I'm not 100% sure about that. Gotcha. Hey, yo, KOT fan, we have reached 8,000 subscribers. Let's go. Let's get to 10, buddy. Let's get to 10. Can we get to 10? Can we get to 10 by like playoffs? But everybody who's joined this channel, uh, appreciate you guys. Um, we, we definitely try to put out quality content and Listen, we there's more to come. I have I have ideas to come that hasn't even been touched yet. Uh I have guests coming soon. Um Tuesday actually. Tuesday we have a guest coming. So y'all yeah, definitely want to come here on Tuesday because we do have a guest coming. So uh yeah, I salute you, you guys, man. I appreciate you guys. And uh yo, thank you guys for the support. For for real, for real. All right. All right, yo. That is our show. <laughs> Lee, let him know where they can find you, sir. Jealous, sir. I'm proud to be on a podcast with you and Ryan, man. Y'all some great dudes. I'm really happy for the growth. Happy to be a part of it to, to see how far you guys have come and following you for years. Really happy to, to, to see you on S&Y. That's a long time coming. And I'm really happy that uh, Ryan's going to have his shot as well, bringing the stats and the facts and having that on prime time live on SNY is going to be a great thing to watch. Man, y'all go watch the video, man. He's approaching 6,000 views on SNY's YouTube, almost 2,000 views on Nick Time YouTube. That's, I mean, that's damn near 8,000 views in totality in less than 24 hours. Hot damn, y'all. KOT is rising, man. It's a year of KOT 2023. We're putting that power out there. And that message out there, man. We we coming for everybody's nets. We, we <laughs> we're winning all with the nets, man. As a nets win, we win. And that, that's a great relationship to have, man. I'm really proud to be here with both of y'all. Love you guys, man. At underscore Lee Estabito. All right. Salute to you guys. Salute to Lee. All right. We the best music, says Fritz Alessandro. Shout out the best mod in the game, Fritz. All right. Ryan G, let them know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. S I R G is C H I L L I. You can also find me at Sergi's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. And I do want to say a few things. Um, first and foremost, big up J Ellis for the SNY feature. You know, it's definitely well deserved and a long time coming because you know he started this thing up six years ago. And I also want to thank everybody who's helped along the way. You know, Kathy, Edson. Lee here with us today, Raw, the mods, everybody, you know, everybody played their part and 
you know, and I'm glad, you know, for all the people that's been following us for six years, whether it's from the beginning or you just, you know, hopped on the bandwagon right now and then joined the show, you know, we appreciate you all, number one. Number two, RJ Barrett Hive. I apologize for saying anything bad about RJ Barrett tonight. I just want to, I, I solemnly swear, I'm going to put my hand over my heart and I'm going to raise my hand. I solemnly swear I will praise RJ Barrett, whether he scores 30 points or whether he scores five points in a game. And I won't say one more bad thing about RJ Barrett because I don't want nobody to come and smack me while I'm doing the podcast. Don't <laughs> <laughs> need a red table talk. <laughs> We 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 don't need no Will Smith moments on this podcast. Craig so. <laughs> trying to get in GI Jane three, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know why you put your hand over your heart because you already know if RJ doesn't play well next game, you're going to say something. So I don't know what you're trying to pull. <laughs> you have to. We just going to edit that out. We're going to edit that out because so, our mm, never mind. <laughs> But we're oh. for RJ Barrett, man. I really hope he... Go ahead. Mods. All the mods right now. Make sure y'all hit up Jay Ellis. We got something cooking for y'all. Yes. Right, yes. right, right. Definitely mods hit me up. There's a post on Twitter. I'm asking all the mods to hit the... To put a fire emoji um, so we know where you're at. Um, You know what? Also, look out for a post on YouTube. I'll, I'll tell you... I'll, um. I'll post something on YouTube so all the mods can put your Twitter handles under that post on YouTube so we can find you guys. All right? Facts. All right. That is our show. Of course, you know where to find us. I'll get to uh, that to that right now. Find us on the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram, and the Nick of Time Show on Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us at the KOT Show. Also, snapbacks, blue and orange, black and white. Go to thenickatimeshow.com. All you got to do is go there, hit catalog right there at the top. You can find all our merch bow right there for your wearing pleasure. So shout out to... Uh, Everybody who's rocking, who's bought merch so far, and the supporters. All right. Cool. Great show, guys. Yep. You guys know the drill. We will be back on Tuesday. Gamer says gunshots one more time. Got you. <laughs> All right. That is our show. And as always, shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Some mess out here. These Nick's YouTube streets. That's our show. We out this mug. Peace.